Well, listen, tonight we are in week two of our teaching series called Jesus Never Said That. Jesus Never Said That. And throughout this series, we are looking at several statements that Jesus never made, but are often believed to be true. You see, so often what happens is that people will take things that Jesus has said, things that we see throughout the New Testament and Scripture, and they will twist it. They'll twist Jesus' words, primarily to, to make themselves feel better to justify their, their actions or behaviors. And the goal of this series is to really unpack some of these common misconceptions, to unpack these things that Jesus never really said, but we often believe to be true. And my hope for this series is that as we begin to, to unpack these misconceptions, that we will base our life on the truth of what Jesus said instead of twisting his words to make it fit our lifestyle. Tonight, we're going to be looking at a statement that Jesus never made. And that is the statement, you can judge others. You can judge others. Now, how many of you have ever been judged by someone else? All right, let me ask this question. How many of you have ever judged someone else? Everybody's hand should be up in the room, all right? Everybody's hand should be up. Because, listen, here's why. All of us have been on both sides of judgment. We've all found ourselves guilty of judging other people before. And we've all experienced judgment of, of some kind, whether that's been how we act, whether it's been how we dress, whether it's been how we talk. And listen, we live in a culture that actually promotes judgment. Have you noticed that all you have to do is, is go on social media and all you see is people judging people? So much so that if you end up doing something dumb, if you make some sort of, of dumb mistake, chances are it's going to end up on social media somewhere for everyone to make fun of you. Or maybe if you find yourself having an unpopular opinion, for example, McDonald's is better than Chick-fil-A, and I stand by that. See, you guys are already proving my point. You're already proving my point. Listen. Nothing beats a McDonald's Diet Coke, and I will stand by that. All right? McDonald's has the best soda, and you cannot convince me otherwise. But listen, even if you have an unpopular opinion, just like what you guys are doing right now, we find ourselves judged and made fun of. Like, I know some of you are judging me right there as you're sitting in your seat. And I don't really care because I'll stand by my statement any day. But listen, where does this misconception come from? Where does this misconception that it's okay to, to judge others come from? You see, I think this misconception is really rooted in an overinflated view of ourselves. 
It's really rooted in an overinflated view of ourselves, meaning every one of us in this room thinks we know best. We think we have the right opinions. We think we have the right moral standards. We think we know what's best, and somehow that applies to everyone else in their life. But listen, if we're not careful, I think this, this mentality of, of judgment, it can begin to, to impact our spiritual lives as well. Meaning that because we are followers of Jesus, we think we know best when it comes to what's right and what's wrong. And when other people do not live up to our expectations, when other people do not live up to our moral standards, we feel as if we have the right to judge them. We say things like, well, I would never do anything like that. Or we say, I can't believe they have that viewpoint on that issue. It's this holier-than-thou mindset that leads us to care more about being right than caring about the other person. Now, you might be thinking, all right, are there certain times where it's okay to judge others? Like, if I'm a follower of Jesus, don't I have a responsibility to call out sin in other people's lives? What if they're doing something harmful? What if they're doing something illegal? What if they're getting ready to, to make a, a really bad decision? Here's the question I want us to answer tonight. Is it ever okay to judge someone else for their sin? Is it ever okay to judge someone else for their sin? To answer this question, we're gonna look at, at several different passages. And we're going to talk about two types of judgment when it comes to sin. All right? Two types of judgment when it comes to sin. The first type is this. Christians judging non-Christians. All right? Christians judging non-Christians. You see, as we've kind of already established, Christians have a really bad reputation for being judgmental. Christians are known for being against many things. They're known for being against many groups of people. And if I'm being completely honest, I think it's a pretty fair criticism. Christians can be some of the rudest and the most judgmental people around. They can do some extremely hurtful and hateful things. In fact, I'm sure you've probably seen this at some point in your life. And maybe some of you have been embarrassed because of a way that another Christian has acted. I know there's been times where, where I've certainly felt that way. But maybe some of you in here have actually been on the flip side of this. You have been the, the victim. Someone who claims to be a follower of Jesus, someone who claims to be a Christian, has mistreated you and judged you. And listen, if that's the case and you're here tonight, I'm really sorry that's happened to you. And unfortunately, that's not a fair representation of who we want to be as followers of Jesus. But is it ever okay for a Christian to judge a non-Christian for their sin? 
There's a verse in 1 Corinthians where Paul, he's writing to a group of, of Christians. And these Christians, they had all sorts of, of sin issues within their church. And Paul was writing to them to help them navigate these issues, to give them some advice on how they could best handle them. But he ends the passage by saying this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12, Paul writes, What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those on the outside. You see, here is what Paul is, is saying. Paul is saying this. I am responsible for dealing with sin issues inside the church. But what non-Christians do outside of the church is none of my business. Because God is ultimately going to be the one to judge them. It's not my responsibility. You see, as, as followers of Jesus... We should not judge non-Christians for their sin. And here's why. They have never made the decision or the commitment to follow Jesus. It is unfair to hold them to a moral standard that they have never agreed to follow. Standards about sex, standards about language, standards about how they dress, how they act, in fact, they probably live more consistent with their beliefs than most Christians do. In the words of, of Paul, it's none of my business to judge how they live. But what about moral issues in our culture? Do we not take a stand for, for what the Bible says? Do we not speak out against non-believers? How are we supposed to respond? I think Jesus provides us with, with a perfect example. There's a story found in, in John chapter 8. And in John chapter 8, we read about a woman who was brought before Jesus. And she had been caught cheating on her husband. And the religious leaders, they, they drag her and they, they bring her in front of Jesus in order to embarrass her. They ask Jesus, hey, listen, what should be done? The law said that she should be stoned to death. But look at how Jesus responds. In John chapter 8, verse 7, it says this. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and he wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has anyone condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. You see, Jesus was full of both grace and truth. He didn't compromise God's standard on sin. He didn't say that, that what she did was okay, and he certainly didn't excuse it. But at the same time, he extended grace and compassion. He did not condemn her. 
And look at this. He extended grace and compassion before he addressed the sin in her life. You see, this is the approach we should take. Extend grace without compromising truth. Judging a a non-Christian for their sin doesn't accomplish anything. In fact, it only drives people further away from Jesus. Rather than judging them for their sin, we should extend grace and love. Because ultimately, that is going to be what points them to Jesus. You know, I wonder, for for those of you that that consider yourselves to to be followers of Jesus, do non-believers know that you care about them? Or do they know what you think about their sin? Let me ask you that question again. Do non-believers know that you care about them? Or do they know what you think about their sin? You know, I want people to, to know that I care for them. That I care for who they are as a person long before I ever talk to them about their sin, long before they ever know what I think about their sin. Because listen, people don't care about what you know until they know that you care about them. And as Christians, it is not our job or responsibility to judge non-believers. God is the one who ultimately judges people. And he will judge people whether or not they have a relationship with Jesus. Listen, let's not push people away from what is most important in their life because of judgment. Rather, our goal, our focus should be to to point them towards Jesus by showing love and compassion. The second category that I want us to talk about tonight when it comes to to judgment is Christians judging Christians, all right? Christians judging Christians. If you are a Christian, is it okay for you to judge another Christian for their sin? Are you responsible for addressing an issue that you see in their life? I want you to look at what Jesus says in in one of his most famous sermons, the the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, it says this. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank sitting in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. You see, the the real issue that, that Jesus was dealing with here was not judging. Instead, it was hypocrisy. You see, the the religious leaders, they were holding 
other people to a moral standard that they were not willing to, to follow themselves. They were saying things like, listen, who are you to judge someone when you're doing the exact same thing? And the people that they were entrusted to lead were becoming frustrated with them because they were holding people to a standard that they were not willing to follow themselves. You see, Jesus can't stand hypocrisy. Jesus can't stand hypocrisy. And when we hold people to a standard that we don't keep ourselves, when we are more concerned with someone else's sin rather than the sin in our own life, we need to be more concerned about the plank that exists in our own eye rather than the speck of dust in someone else's. But, but here's what I know. Here's what I know. It is so easy for us to see the sin in someone else's life and ignore the sin in our own life. Especially, listen to me, especially when the sin in their life is not something that we struggle with. Especially when the sin in their life is not something that we personally struggle with. Listen, it's easy to judge someone for, for partying, but on the flip side, ignore our own prideful attitude. It's easy to, to judge someone for, for sleeping around, but to ignore what we're looking at on our phones. It's easy to, to judge someone for their language, but to ignore the, the gossip in our own lives. And here's another thing that we do. We assume the worst about other people and make excuses for ourselves. When they sin, it's because they're a bad person. But when we sin, it's because we had a bad day. When they sin, it's because they don't love Jesus. But when we sin, it's really because, you know, we're struggling to feel connected to God. We need to be more concerned about our own sin and our own life rather than the sin in someone else's life. We need to remove the, the plank in our own eye before the, the speck of sawdust in theirs. And listen, can you imagine if every Christian took this approach? I just want you to imagine for a minute if every Christian took this approach. There would be a lot less issues in church. There would be a lot less issues among followers of Jesus. But does this mean that we never confront another Christian who's living in sin? Does this mean that we never confront another Christian who's living in sin? Do we just let them sit back and, and live their life? Does it make us a hypocrite if we say something to them? Not exactly. I want you to look at what Paul says in, in Galatians chapter 6. He says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. 
You see, Paul is talking about Christians approaching other Christians about their sin. But what he's describing is very different than being judgmental or hypocritical. He's talking about restoring someone gently. Not coming from a place of, of I'm better than you. Coming from a place of genuine love and genuine concern for that person. You see, as Christians, we are responsible for helping other Christians who are caught in their sin. For helping them, them move forward for not allowing them to get stuck in their sins so that they can live a life that brings glory and honor to God. But listen, before you go and approach someone about their sin, let me give you a little bit of advice, all right? Let me give you a few things to, to think about. First, you should only approach someone if you have a relationship with them. If you don't have a relationship with someone, you really have no business going to them about their sin, even if they are a Christian. It's not gonna help anything. In fact, it's probably going to make things worse. Second, you should only be going to that person. You don't share with other people about their sin you don't go and get advice about the conversation that, that you're getting ready to have. You go directly to that person. Because if you begin telling other people what your friend is struggling with, what your friend is, is walking through, I can promise you, you're gonna do some damage to that friendship. You're gonna do some damage to that relationship and you will lose out on the chance to restore that person. Third, just another piece of really practical advice. Your approach is everything. Your approach is everything. Listen, it's not just about what you say, but also how you say it. We don't come to people with, with accusations and trying to, to beat them down and make them feel guilty and make them feel bad. Listen, Paul says that we are supposed to restore people gently. We speak with love and compassion. That means we check our tone of voice. It means we check our body language. We are to restore that person gently with love and with compassion. And listen, if, if I can just be honest with some of you for a minute, some of you have really good intentions when you talk to people. Some of you mean really well, but your approach is, is pretty rough. You come across as, as judgmental and accusatory. So if you're gonna have a conversation, if you're going to have a conversation with a friend about a sin in their life, spend some time thinking about what you're gonna say and how you're gonna say it. Finally, you need to be open to people coming to you. 
if you're gonna address someone else's sin in their life, then you need to be willing for someone to come to you and address the sin in your life. If someone comes to you, receive them the way that you would want them to receive you. Respond with maturity and humility, especially if that person has a relationship with you. Listen, there are, are those of you that, that do not receive things well. Your immediate response is to put up those walls. You get defensive, you get upset, you're hurt, and you shut down when people call you out. Listen, if your friend comes to you about something that they see in your life, take what they say seriously. Because I'm sure they're feeling the weight of it. And by coming to you, they are risking the relationship. They're risking the friendship because that's how much they care about you. Listen, at the end of the day, Jesus never said that we have the right to judge others. Only God is the one that can judge us. But if you consider yourself to be a follower of Jesus, then you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to restore other believers if they are caught in sin. But you have a responsibility to do so gently and with wisdom. And when someone comes to us about something that, that they see in our lives, we respond with humility and maturity. Because listen, the person, the relationship is always more important than being right or proving your point. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that as part of our life, we get to be in relationships with people. We get to be around people, we get to love people. People are a blessing in our life. But God, with people also comes problems. And one of the problems that we often face every day in our life is criticism and judgment. And God, when we are on the, the receiving end of, of judgment, it can be hurtful, it can be painful, and it can cause us to, to shut down to put up those, those defense walls, those defense mechanisms. But God, I thank you that even when it hurts, even when we face judgment, God, you have placed people in our life that care about us and that love us enough to have difficult conversations. Conversations to, to call out sin when they see it. Conversations that show that they care about us and love us. 
And God, I pray that just as we've talked about tonight, that in the midst of those conversations, in the midst of those tough moments, that we would respond with maturity and humility and grace. God, I pray that we would understand the privilege it is to have friends and people in our life that care about us and that are willing to have tough conversations. And God, I also pray tonight that for those of us in here who are maybe struggling with the flip side of it, are maybe struggling with some judgmental attitudes or behaviors to, no, to another person in their life, God, I pray that you would convict us, that we would not stand in, in judgment or criticism of someone else in our life, but God, ultimately we would point them to who you are and what you have done on the cross for them. God, we ask all of this in, in your name. Amen.